Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tenderness see? Who through life has been my guide? Notice this, this blessing these women speak. It says, may this child be a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age. That's who this child is to be. And just think about it today as we celebrate the birth of the child, Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. Isn't he the one who came to restore life? It's a beautiful picture, but know this. He will also redeem Israel. He will finish his ancient promise in her old age. Just as it says here, Jesus is going to redeem Israel. In her old age, at the end of days. And I can't help but read Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54 verses 4 through 8 is not only you get a hint of Naomi's story with part of Ruth, but you also get Israel's story. Look at this. Do not fear. This is God saying this declaration to Israel. For you will not be ashamed, neither be disgraced. For you will not be put to shame. For you will forget the shame of your youth and will not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. For your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name and your redeemer. That word redeemer is Goel. Who is the redeemer of Israel? Who is the kinsman redeemer? He is the holy one of Israel. He is called the God of the whole earth. For the Lord has called you like a woman forsaken and grieved in spirit like a youthful wife. When you were refused, says your God, for a mere moment I have forsaken you. But with great mercies, I will gather you. With a little wrath, I hid my face from you for a moment. But with everlasting kindness, I will have mercy on you, says the Lord, your kinsman redeemer. Same word, Goel. This is so beautiful because this is Naomi's story. And this is Israel's story. Do you have eyes to see? I love the scripture. But I also love how this finishes up. How the book of Ruth finishes up in verses 16 through 22 because it finishes with this beautiful and wonderful and crazy genealogy. Then Naomi took the child and laid him on her bosom and became a nurse to him. Also, the neighbor women gave him a name saying, there is a son born to Naomi and they called his name Obed. Obed means servant. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David. Now this is the genealogy of Perez. Perez begot Hezron. Hezron begot Ram. Ram begot Aminadab. Aminadab begot Nashon. Nashon begot Salmon. Salmon begot Boaz. And Boaz begot Obed. Obed begot Jesse. And Jesse begot David. Look at what God can do in the most unlikely circumstance with people who, let's face it, outcasts. People like you and me. And remember, Boaz is the son of who? Rahab the harlot. Rahab was a Canaanite, almost as hated in Israel as the Moabites. 
So just think about this for a second. The line of your Savior, Jesus Christ, the family he chose to come to and through. Boaz was part Canaanite, and now he took on a Moabite wife. See, God is telling us something here. The world may hate things and may hate people, but God will use those people who are disdained. God will use the lowest. He doesn't care. You only want your availability. It's a beautiful thing. But listen to this. I want you to understand Morris. He talks about all of this in the genealogy and all of the mischief that went on in the genealogy of our Lord. And he says this about, and maybe you can relate. Christmas time, maybe it's a good reminder. You have some crazy family members. Yeah? Amen? Don't say it if they're here with you visiting. Just, <laughs> I, didn't think, I didn't think ahead on that one. I apologize. But Morris says this, he says, God's hand is all over history. God works out his purpose generation after generation. Limited as we are to one lifetime, each of us sees so little of what happens. A genealogy is a striking way of bringing before us the continuity of God's purpose through the ages. The process of history is not haphazard. There is a purpose in it all, and the purpose is the purpose of God. We don't have to discuss your family tree. <laughs> and I won't even make any southern jokes. You know, sometimes people do that. I'm above that. But you know, when I read the genealogy of Jesus, I have hope. Because of all the people within that genealogy, the Lord chose this family. And I want to finish today with reading Matthew chapter 1, verses 1 through 16. Because just look at this. Look at the names in this genealogy. The book of, gene of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begot Isaac, Isaac begot Jacob, and Jacob begot Judah and his brothers. Judah begot Perez and Zahar by Tamar. Perez begot Hezron, and Hezron begot Ram. Ram begot Aminadab, Aminadab begot Nashon, and Nashon begot Solomon. Solomon begot Boaz by Rahab. Boaz begot Obed by Ruth. Obed begot Jesse, and Jesse begot David the king. But then look at this. David the king begot Solomon by her who he had been the wife of Uriah. We know the story. David murdered a man to take his wife, and they lost their first child, but then God raised up Solomon. You know, I don't know, this day and age, when you look around at all the families, the mixed families and everything and the divorce rate and all the things that are going on, people think if they don't have some perfect family, they can't serve the Lord. It's not true. God can make the, me the mess of your life a beautiful message. Just give it to him. Verse 7, Solomon begot Rehoboam, Rehoboam begot Abijah, Abijah begot Asa, Asa begot Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat begot Jerem, and Jerem begot Uzziah. Uzziah begot Jotham, and Jotham begot Ahaz, and Ahaz begot Hezekiah. Hezekiah begot Manasseh, Manasseh begot Amon, and Amon begot Josiah. Josiah begot Jeconiah and his brothers about the time they were carried away to Babylon. The family of our Lord was taken into exile because of disobedience into Babylon. We just finished the book of Daniel a while back. We looked all into that exile in Babylon. But look at this, verse 12, it continues. And after they were brought to Babylon, Jeconiah begot Shealtiel, and Shealtiel begot Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel begot Abiad, and Abiad begot Eliakim, and Eliakim begot Azar. Azar begot Zadok, Zadok begot Achim, and Achim begot Eliud. Eliud begot Eleazar, and Eleazar begot Mathen. And Mathen begot Jacob, and Jacob begot 
Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. Now look at this, this last one, Joseph. He's not the biological father of Jesus, but under the laws of Israel, he was the adoptive father. And there's a whole story here I can't go into today, but just look at this. Joseph, what a beautiful way to end this beautiful genealogy of our Lord. And we know he came in the most humble of places, the city, the town of Ruth and Boaz, this place called Bethlehem, which means house of bread. And that is where the bread come down from heaven chose to be born. And so today as we celebrate Christmas and as we prepare our hearts for communion, just understand, just know God is not done with you. God has a purpose and a plan for your life, no matter how messed up it might seem. No matter what you've been through, what your past looks like, no matter what you're struggling with today, just give it to the Lord. Give it to your king. He's willing to take it, and he's willing to take your life and make something special out of it. Just rest in him, lay at his feet, and seek him like never before. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the book of Ruth and all the beautiful pictures and types. And Lord, help us to live it out. Help us to be those who long for your plan to come to fruition, Lord. And help us to be willing and able, Lord, like Boaz, to do our part. Lord, pour out your spirit upon your people. Bless us and help us, Lord, to live a life pleasing to you. As we celebrate this Christmas time, Lord, help us to be renewed. Help us to have a new birth within us, Lord. Provoke us to serve you in a way like never before and help us to have peace in our hearts. Help us to be satisfied in you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So if you're visiting today, welcome. And just understand we do communion every week. We're also going to have a, a Christmas Eve celebration tonight, worship and food and fellowship, and we'll do a communion again tonight. Um, and somebody said, why are you doing it twice? Well, it's because sometimes... People won't be here in the morning. They'll be here at night and vice versa. But also, some of you need it twice. You know what I mean? But here's the thing. Communion is not to be taken lightly. The Bible says that we're not to take it in an unworthy manner. It's a time when we can reflect, when we can reset our lives, when we can get focused on the King of Kings. When we can take all that bitterness, all the things in our lives that we're holding on to, and we can just lay it at the feet of our Lord. And so right now, just get your heart ready for communion. The men will be up here with the elements. You'll come up, gather the elements, take them back, and hold on to them. We'll take them together. But I just want to say, if you're not a believer and you're here today, I, I say this every week, but communion is not for the non-believer, but it would be such an amazing and wonderful thing, such a celebration today as we worship our Lord in his birth, that you, as a new believer in your first act of belief, could come and take part in communion with us and the family of God that you also could be grafted in to the family. And so if you would like to make that decision, come up and take communion, and then come pray with me after service. And so, Father, bless this time of communion. Bless any and all, Lord, who are here, who are, who are dealing with issues, who are maybe in a backslidden state or don't know you, Lord. Help them to make a decision to serve you and to love you and to become your own, to have a relationship with you, to lay at your feet and ask for your covering. Lord, we praise you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. 
For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.